Welcome to Earth School, a weekly podcast about weaving the healing journey artfully into life, hosted by Bibi Dalman and Rosalind McNally. Welcome back everybody to this week's episode of Earth School. We dived in last week, we're still in January, we're still in the wintering phase, we are still percolating and pondering and digesting maybe what what we'd like this year to look like, how we'd like to be in this year. So last week we looked at the core desired feelings tapping into maybe our words, how we wanted to feel, how we wanted to be. So today's episode we thought we'd dive a little bit deeper so it doesn't become just a a one thing you do at the beginning of January and then you forget all about it but allowing you to sort of branch it out a little bit you might have formulated some of the seeds or even the trunk of it and now allowing ourselves maybe to extend up that trunk or create the little almost the image comes to mind is the bark around it like so there's a strength Mm -hmm. in it the anchor in it so it's going to be about sort of how do you practice sort of those core desired feelings how can you bring that into daily life what would that look like maybe even what gets in the way of that and ways to actually embody it and remember throughout life as well so it's like you're carrying it in your pocket or in your heart and Bibi how does that speak to you or what comes to mind I love the way you said, like distilling it a little bit more, you know, and, and, and sitting with it a little bit more. I think there is, it's really at the stage where we drop it from the head into the heart, right? Um, it's this concept, a language, a word that came to our mind, how we want to feel this cortisard feeling. And now it's time to start embodying it. And I think uh, we sometimes have the manifestation process sort of back to front a little bit because we set an intention going, okay, I want to manifest that intention now. And we kind of go from that intention that's in our head to the manifestation that's outside of us. And what we forget in the process is actually us because we are the Mm -hmm. instrument through which we manifest. So it's now that acknowledging that step, you know, what's your intention? that idea, that thought formation, that vision, and now dropping it into your body so it oozes in a way out of every every cell of your being. And then the manifestation from that is almost, I think it's almost like a surrendering into. It's, it's, it, you cannot not manifest once you embody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's that's the beauty of it. We don't have to micromanage every, every little thing we do. It's once it's in us, once we breathe in that sort of quality, once we speak in alignment with that quality, once we start to organize our everyday, our structures in that quality, we just can't help that this quality naturally shows up in, in business. It shows up in the relationships. It shows up. It manifests everywhere. So um, for me, it's about trying it on really yeah because often like if we're setting maybe how we want to feel or what we want to create in the world or what we want to invite in or even our goals or intentions we automatically go straight to the how am I going to do that there and it's always the doing and then it becomes the big long list of things you have to do to get there and that has a place Um, but we often forget the part of the inner work off it like do you know, like off what does that actually if I am to carry self-compassion what actually does that maybe possibly feel like do I even have an understanding of what that could potentially feel like and if it's a foreign concept to me 
how can I start playing with that there, being curious about that? Or who do I know maybe holds that quality or that's what I see mm-hmm. in them that way? And then using that as the little sounding board. Okay, this is how I think they hold that there. So maybe I could, in a sense, try that on to see, does that allow me to mm-hmm. feel what com- self-compassion can potentially feel like? Do you know, like, or even mm-hmm. what does that look like in my body? Like, how does my body maybe move when I'm in that space, do you like more than likely if I'm in self-compassion, I'm not all hunched over, all fist clenched or biting my jaw possibly. Do you know like so you're even looking at the how the physical body's reacting to those. Mm. So it's much more of that internal process, I think. So it's, to me, it's like I would call it like, you know, you're, you're in a sense, you're shapeshifting, you're trying on and you'll try on yeah. different versions of it to see what what like what does that mean to me? Because self-compassion mm-hmm. to me can mean very different things than to somebody else. Just like self-care, self-love, creative expression, whatever it might be, like courage. They'll all express themselves differently through each of us. So you're trying mm-hmm. to find what one feels. And it can shift and change, but you're initially just going, okay, what would that, if I was to drink that in and hold that energy, that vibration, how would I hold myself? Maybe what what do I feel different in my body? What maybe do I feel is opening up in that space? And also what about yeah, face contracting in that space? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really helpful. You know, as humans, we do tend to model. Like that's how we, on each other, that's how we learn to walk and talk. So to think of people, um, you know, where you resonate with not only what they're doing, what their achievements are, but how do they hold mm. themselves in their everyday life, you know? Um, so whether that's somebody that you, you know, um, can research a little bit in biographies and books or, you know, maybe there's a documentary somewhere, you know, online or, you know, do a little bit of research around, you know, wow, okay, that person is inspiring the way they held themselves during that crisis or, you know, when they finally broke through and became, you know, more well-known or, mm-hmm. you know, when they created that piece of art. Um I think instead of looking at what they're doing, as in like the outer manifestations, like how do they hold themselves can be really mm-hmm really powerful mm. it's like what do I to me it's like just because like I work with energy but it's like what do I see running through them almost doesn't mean you have to actually see it but like asking that language and just gives different access points to it mm-hmm. so it's like oh like they're you know because like, in reality we buy people like you know you might think you're going oh that, that's the coach I want but really there's something in that person that you want to be in that mm-hmm. space with or you think they hold something that you want to sort of create and hold in yourself. So you're looking, going, okay, what's running through them? Like, oh God, they're always sort of really, you know, shoulders back, shoulders open, or they're always like, you know, making eye contact or God, they just move really slowly. God, I didn't notice that before. Whatever it might be like. And then you're allowing yourself to play with that there. Because I think it's like Mm. we're, especially when it's ones that we don't know. And usually we're trying to embody things that we maybe don't know, like, do you like yeah. we don't know what that really what does like safety feel like in my system like what does feeling resourced feel like what does feeling having my needs met what does creativity feel like do you like for me like do you like and what does that mean to me even is a really nice way of exploring some of the words do you like you know what does what does strength mean to me what does courage mean to me what does excitement passion do you know like adventure you know most people go or freedom we all like everybody goes oh yeah my core desire is or you know one of my greatest values is freedom what does that actually look like do you like and feel like in day to day internally and also then externally like it gives Mm -hmm. a broader scope i think 
Yeah, and with that, I think also the higher and the lower vibration mm. of the quality, right? Or the cost that comes with freedom. So if you're looking for freedom, like, what does it really mean and how are you handling all that freedom? You know, if you're looking for, in terms of a lot of the times people talk about freedom in terms of their, their professional life, you know, becoming self-employed, for example. Well, the cost of that is that, you know, not having a boss anymore that, you know, gives you structure and uh, and, and direction. Yeah. It's it's now time for you to do it yourself. So looking at the flip side of things as, as well and, and practicing. Um, I think the other thing that came to mind in terms of how to embody it is is, is the process actors oftentimes go through, you know, when they're, when they're um embodying in a way somebody else mm. but what they're doing is they're when there is like this quality of sadness in that other person they're connecting that to and pulling up the sadness that they have experienced in their own life so in a way when we're looking for courage yeah maybe look at like how do other people hold themselves in their body you know position body language and they're speaking what would you assume is, is you know feel like it's courageous and then how can you connect that to that courage within you mm. and pulling that up? Because it's really about pulling your own inequalities up to the surface, right? And we we use the role modeling, the projection, mm. we're using what we see in other people to help us find that within ourselves. So it is not as in fake it till you make it to that extent, but it is something that we might find a little difficult in naturally accessing within ourselves, finding in someone else or other people. I would always say like, not just, don't just tone in on one person, but several mm. people across several genres that you go like, okay, they all to me reflect that kind of quality because then you're less likely to imitate another person and you get more to the energy to the quality of, of the actual, you know, word or intention. And then start to discover that within yourself, you know. Um, so it's 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 using an external stimuli or uh, discovery to then connect to and find that quality within us, and that's where the growth happens, right? When we bring that internal quality that mm. was so small now to the surface and let it have more of us. Yeah, it's like you're feeding that seed off it within you. Mm -hmm. Do you know? Mm -hmm. Like, and to me, it's like the way we do that is through just practicing being in it. You look in a sense stepping into it like you look so this is the state I am in at this minute like as and not the shape and the state as in, a, in the negative but as in this is my state so I'm maybe a little bit down a little bit you know feeling closed off a little bit contracted and it's not about removing myself from that space or I might feel god what would it be like to be in this space and my quality that I really want to embody this year is openness you know or trust or surrender so if I was to feed that little seed of that in me and step into what I've maybe looked at and explored what that means to me, what maybe shifts or changes, the contraction can still be there. But by feeding that little part I wanted to grow this year, it's like I'm noticing, oh, OK, there's contraction and there's maybe the surrender, say, with it mm. or the openness. And what mm. does what does that bring to that space then? Like. Yeah, it's a, it's a choice point of what what am I willing to feed, right? Am I willing in any moment feeding the contraction, the old pattern that has maybe a very good reason to be there? Um, but is that what I want to feed into more this moment? Or am I feeding into this other quality and, and choice? So this is state shifting, you know, how do I shift my state of mind, you know? And sometimes, sometimes it really is only noticing and being willing 
to open into that mm. new way of being. And that might last, you know, for a couple of moments. And then you just need to remind yourself again, but it's the willingness that's first. And like you said, it doesn't mean we throw everything else overboard. Um, that's sort of what we look at. And when we look at like healing, you know, when we look like what are the parts within me now that are really painful and I need, mm. you know, to pay attention to which supports the process that we're talking about now but when we sort of let it just blend and mingle every moment of the day old patterns are very strong and it tends to pull us back into the qualities that we've already practiced last year the year before the decade before that um and so what we're really doing is now we're practicing a new direction you know as like practicing a new sport a new instrument you know and and giving yourself you know this this you know, I'm just thinking, I don't know why of ice skating, probably because I'm back home where I grew up and, and we did a lot of ice skating on the local lakes when it froze over in winter. And like ice skating for me is just connected with a lot of f- face planting, <laughs> you know, <laughs> forward or backwards. Mm. It was always done under the ice. It was never pleasant. But, you know, um, especially as you kind of learn to to run it then. So um, and then you change like the ice skates you have and uh, you start all over face planting again <laughs> you know and you kind of go back in but it's it's this this willingness to get off the ice you know it's willing uh willingness of get get back up when you kind of just been pulled back into old patterns and and, and that's totally okay and that's what we're talking about january is like practicing this quality practicing you know your embodiment in this new year it's not about falling off and forgetting about it but being clever about having reminders up so you go oh yeah i totally forgot about that and then also practicing the willingness i think to show up in a new way of being i think i don't know what you feel about that would be interesting to hear your thoughts on it but that can be sometimes scary you know the new way of being in a situation that beforehand you would have been in an old way of being um that comes with unfamiliarity Mm. that comes with like a scariness that comes with an unpredictability how will other people respond to me um you know because if we choose let's say kindness over over anger that's just as an example even though we might not be very proud of our angry reactions at least we knew what sort of reactions they would invoke in other people in conversations when we step into then kindness or compassion or or calmness as a result of that we, we don't know how people respond to us and that alone can be enough unfamiliar that we choose to go back into the old pattern so it's like being clever about it having reminders posted all over your life <laughs> and then caring practicing the willingness to getting mm. up off the ice and and skate yeah. away again. You're rewiring yourself, like, yeah. just like rewiring yeah. your house. Sometimes it needs a professional. Sometimes you just Google it and do it yourself. Um, you know, like, but <laughs> <laughs> watch out for the sparks. But it also just sometimes takes time. Yeah. Do you know, like, so if I want to, like, as I said last week, like, you know, I have creative expression, which is now moving to creative living for this year. Like, but it was there for two years, like, do you know, because it takes time like even though like it's living at bits and bits and bits but then it begins to get more sort of legs in a sense begins to become deeper and more within you like Mm -hmm. so as to know that there'll be days where you slip back and like but it's to go okay that's it's kind of like what I would have always said when I was teaching Reiki it's like you know we we will begin to catch it sooner we'll go Mm -hmm. okay there's a little pig rolling around the mud oh it'd be so nice to go roll in that mud because I get such a release when I do scream. It's just so nice when I really just tell them what I think of them. Like, you know, like, and then we'll go, maybe we'll catch that moment of going, 
but actually I want to choose that path of kindness to myself like because I feel really upset after I do that and then mm-hmm. I'm beating myself up for days afterwards possibly do you know like, and you catch these little pause moments and I think that's what when we're feeding that energy internally that's one of the beauties that it gives us is that moment to make a choice like and sometimes yes mm-hmm. we will go bugger it, and we'll go roll in the mud and what you find is over time that you don't get the same joy out of that rolling in the mud. You're maybe initially you might stay like a day or two in it. You might have stayed a month on it beforehand. You might stay a day or two and you're like, oh, that's no fun. And then as soon as you step your foot into it, you're like, yeah, no. And you're able to pull it back. like. And that's just, it's practice like and it's time. And I think that's the beauty of, you know, stepping into an energy every day, even just for a couple of minutes is that you're mm. giving yourself that space to keep your body shifting into that state because our energy changes so quickly. Yeah. Do you know, from one thought to the next, to one emotion, the whole system is moving like water. Do you know, so we might go, oh, but it's only five minutes. I need to stay in it for six hours really for it to work. I'm like, no, because your whole energy body has shifted into that state and it's getting you, it's getting familiar with it. It's getting to know it. So by doing it in small doses every day, it's getting used to it. So it becomes more habitual and then it's able mm. to hold it for longer. Just like if I'm going mm. to lift weights, I'm not going to head out today and try and lift the biggest one. I'm going to start small to build up the strength to actually be able to hold it. Like So it's like a help of my energy body to hold that new vibration while also meeting the mental, emotional things that I might be going to, nah, you can't do that there. You're not able to be courageous. No, no, you can't be compassionate. You're X, Y, Z. Do you know, like, so to me, it's like this, yeah, it's like this remembering that you're, you're taking your time with it, but every little time that you shift your state, it has lasting impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and be practical, you know, I mean, if, if, if kindness is, is one of those qualities that are important that you want to feel, you know, towards yourself and others in everyday life, like start, start and cook your dinner with that quality, <laughs> you know, um, just carry it on with something like I think about, like what music do you need to play to be in that state of being, um, maybe you need to open a bottle of wine and get yourself a glass of wine. Uh, mm-hmm. maybe it's exactly to not do that, you know, <laughs> and, and that is the kindness, um, but you know, practicing it in 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 simple ways. You know, how do I drive the car in a kind way? Mm. Something like mm. that. Um, because really, it, it's these small shifts. We can almost oversee them because they seem so simple. Mm. But like you said, they're rewiring so much, and you're gonna find over a week or two or three when you're practicing that. In, across all areas of your life, all of a sudden, this quality that you that was so was such an idea and a vision that was in your head, you know, at the beginning of the year, starts to become mm-hmm. part and parcel of you, of the fabric of your being. You cannot not be that, you know. Of course, you have moments where kindness maybe goes off, but more often than not, you are in that energy. So I think making it practical. Uh, I I personally love the physical practice as well, like an embodiment practice with that intention. So. In that case, when I'm moving through physical postures, yoga postures, how can I step into a forward fold that embodies X, Y, Z? You know, how can I move through the sequence of postures? How can I even move through a transition from one posture into the other? Staying aware and practicing that one quality so that, you know, 
um, at the end of your practice, you, you, you've bathed yourself within that quality for like whatever, 10 minutes or 60 mm -hmm. minutes, whatever it is. And I think there is, there's a lot to say when it comes to the embodiment of, of let's say, a core desired feeling or a new year's intention um keep it simple and like revisit it often you know it's like it doesn't have to be a complicated physical practice just do the same yoga practice for like the mm -hmm. whole month of january and keep the same intention you know for the whole month so it has time to really go into the fabric of your being or you know practice a certain type of meditation that gives you that that sense that quality and it can be two three minutes it can be an audio recording you can even talk yourself through a certain meditation uh record that and listen to that over and over and over i think repetition when it comes to that is really mm -hmm. really important um because it helps you to get out of this this mind of like the judgment and the guilt when we fall you know offline when we forget so we just show up the next day again and it's there is this you know um I suppose this is this, this idea of what meditation's often been like to is dying a cloth. I think I mentioned that like a good few episodes back, probably half a year ago. This idea of every time you show up to meditation, or you can say that to your physical practice, or you can say like every time you show up to remembering your intention, it's like you're dipping the cloth that you want to dye mm -hmm. into the dye. And then you pull it out and it's this an amazing indigo color. And then you lay it in the sun traditionally to dry. And as it, the sun dries it, yes, the color goes in, but the color faints also. Mm. And this is sort of what happens then throughout the hours after our meditation or our uh, self-practice, Reiki practice mm. or whatever it is, you know. And then we just show up in the evening or the next morning again and we take that cloth and piece of cloth and dip it again. And again, the color goes in, this time a little, a little more deeply and the sun bleaches again, but not quite as much as beforehand. And so over time, that cloth, eventually you put it out in the sun and it doesn't lose its color anymore. And so this is really what we're doing here with our core desired feeling, with our quality for the year as we, we're dipping it into that ourselves, into the dye, into that quality regularly. Uh, it's very simply, it's like cloth into the bucket. It's like whatever mm -hmm. meditation is, show up. Whatever self-practice is, don't make it too complicated because when you make it too long and complicated, you have all the reasons Not to, do that, to yeah. give it up. Yeah. You know, so what gets the cloth into the bucket is the question. And then and, and then be okay with if it, you know, throughout the day, mm -hmm. it just loses its intensity, its die, you fall a little bit off your intention and then you come back to it. And so in time, we are that cloth. We carry that color in us and so everywhere we show up whatever we create and manifest then it naturally cannot be any other way than coming through that quality yeah yeah and that's what i was going to say like is that then like the idea of putting the being in as a step or as a practice that we're stepping into and using and growing within ourselves that that's with us then when we start doing the practical things if that if that intention or that vision that we're holding for ourselves or that quality or that word, if it has like, you know, the step by step step actions that, that we're already carrying that when we're meeting those parts, then like which can maybe make a difference to how we engage with those those parts that are going to keep us moving towards whatever we want to experience, like versus waiting until we think we've all the steps done to actually embody it like. Mm -hmm. like yeah you can't fake or bypass the manifestation process we always manifest the energy that we're carrying mm -hmm. within us 
And so this is why we say, look at the world around you, <laughs> look at your relationships, at your job, at your relationship to your immediate environment, how you're relating to the world around you. It is, and sometimes that's a really difficult pill to swallow. It is in some way a reflection of the energy we carry. Um, that is not to say to excuse, you know, other people's mm. behavior around you where you go, this is not safe. I need to get out. This is, you know, this is this boundary brain stepped over. Um, but as a general tone, there is a level of, of, of resonance between the inner and the outer world. You know, the, the emotions, the feeling, mm. the clarity we carry. And a lot of the times, I mean, we can see it at the moment as well, because I think for a lot of us, clarity that we may have held beforehand in the last 18 months, two years was really difficult. You know, there is a process going on around us as well that affects our sense of clarity. Where do we head? And so, you know, vice versa, that inner confusion that we all experience is also creating in a way that outer turmoil where we are all running around a little bit like headless chicken trying to figure out the situation we're all in. Mm -hmm. um, and some days we get it, we kind of steam on and other days it's like it's one big hot mess. So it's really about acknowledging where in that creation process, what am I manifesting out in the world around me? And can I catch what is it within me in terms of energetic blueprint that causes that is that is it like a lack of focus is it a a lack of being being you know being committed is it a sense of you know whatever it is that you already feel you want to move away from like we know mm -hmm. you know we know what's not healthy for us we know what we've already outgrown and at the same time understanding that it's like okay what is it that I want to grow into and again we can use the external environment it's like if you want a certain job or a certain relationship or want to be seen in your job in a certain way that is already that's just because as humans we start with the physical a lot of the times we see that's the manifestation but what energy how do we need to show up for that to show up right what energy do I need to bring so I'm seen in my job you know, what energy do I need to bring into a relationship? So it's, you know, their boundaries. So I'm not being walked over, but also so I'm not walking over the other person either. So it's this checking in our older world to understand the current sort of energy we're holding, the fragmentation mm -hmm. maybe. And then with this intention, practicing a new inner sense of being and then watch how that emanates and manifests in all the things on the outside but we can't bypass ourselves in this like the moment we kind of go i just don't want to look at what what my role mm. in all of this is i just want to manifest a kick-ass business that's beautiful or i want to you know create this this piece of art but if we're not looking at ourselves we are the artist we are the the pencil we are the you know the brush through which life paints mm. so it's like are we holding the right tool, you know? You're the thing that's engaging with life, like. Yeah. Do you know, like, and life is engaging with you. So what are you, what energy are you showing up with, like? Do you know, like, the majority of time, what are you carrying within yourself? And then mm -hmm. because we're being reflected from the outside, then, like, you know, as you mentioned, sort of the, the work aspect and all, then we're going to be, you know, if I want to hold more confidence, speak up for myself in my workspace, I'm going to have to meet the parts of me that are terrified of doing that. The parts mm -hmm. of me that think, oh, you're not able to, you, you can't speak properly. You don't speak as, you know, 
as fluently as that person or whatever it might be like or you don't write your reports in that kind of way they do or you know you're going to have to meet those aspects like so to me it always comes back to you can have all of the steps you know but no matter how much you do those steps you're going to have to meet parts of yourself like and if you don't Mm. realize that you're going to either blame yourself do you know like as an oh there's just something innately wrong with me or I'm, I'm mm-hmm. the victim in this situation or you're going to blame somebody externally to you like do you like also yeah. they'll never see me anyway like or whatever the story the story may be like so mm-hmm. to me it's like it has to come back with us and our or our, our role in it and our part in it or and our energy in it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's why it's it's really interesting I think uh to look at people whose achievements we really admire and start to see the human being in that, you know, look at all mm. aspects of them. We go, okay, we admire the business they've built. Um, well, maybe they also have a kick-ass, you know, uh, circle of friends. Maybe they're actually present there as well. Or maybe what they've achieved cost them so much in other areas of their life. I'm like, am I actually willing to give this up for that, you know? Um, and also... I always think it's really interesting. I, as much as I can with teachers as well, I'd like to see them outside the yoga room, you know, or outside the meditation room. Um, show me who you are in your everyday life, how you are with your parents and with your friends. And based on if that is in resonance with me, I'm, you know, I'm willing to, to, to kind of go deeper into, into that, into that experience. Um, so, you know, it goes like, is it just what people say or is it actually how they live their life? And oftentimes, you know, we we adjust, especially in the beginning of our year, you know, we look at like, what are other people doing? And I want like a life like that or a relationship like that or a body like yeah. that. Um, And it's like, yes, am I a, willing to take what it takes to go there? Like we had that a lot when we pulled up with the camper. People were like, oh my God, I'd mm. love to live in a camper. And we're like, yeah, are you aware of like the sanitary situation and, you know, the mm. non-heat and the things you need to do when you live in a camper that aren't as convenient as you when you live at home? And they were like, oh no, I just don't want to, you know, oh no, no, I would never do that, you know? So it's, it's this sort of, you know, want big followings. Yeah. And are you ready? Are you willing to step into that leadership mm. role? You know, are you, are you ready to be there for your community, uh, this consistently into that quality? So there are these qualities and where we look. And I think this, this whole episode is really about looking beneath the shine, right? It's like looking around away from mm. what's been the doing and into the what energy are people carrying? What energy are you carrying? And how can you practice the new energy? So then, and we talk about that, I'm sure, in one of the next episodes, how to actually manifest that yeah, yeah. into being. It comes to me like a part of it, it would be like, you know, what do I think I'm going to receive from this? Mm-hmm. Do you know, like, you know, so no matter what it is I'm looking at, what do I think I'm going to receive from so whether it's the big following, whether it's the big programs, whether it's a new job or going off in the camper van. And and it's all like, you know, because what we see sometimes on the outside, we don't see the behind the scenes work. So somebody mm-hmm. who's running a six figure, seven figure business is running a team. Do I want to run a team? Yeah. And people don't maybe ask themselves that question until they're trying to figure out how come I'm not getting there when I'm doing all of this by myself. It's like, well, because you're going to need to hire people like. And then you're going to take responsibility mm-hmm. higher in a ethical way and also pay people for their time and et cetera in a fair 
way as well. Like, so there's all these other parts to it, like, do you know, like rather than just what we see, like, so then sometimes when we come back to the quality, what is that person holding that I, I think, or what do I think six figures is actually going to give me, like security, like, or whatever it might be. So then that's actually, I want to start embodying security, not based on what's in my bank or based on the X, Y, Z figures, but based on my internal system, like. Yeah. And it puts you in a position where you can create that right now. You know, what sort of breakfast would I need mm. to eat? So I'm feeling already more stable in my body. You know, what sort of conversations do I need to have today to feel more secure? You can start right now. You don't have yeah. to wait for the future, you know, because really when we have goals, we reach a goal and the time we spend enjoying that goal is usually mm. very little because then we're on to the next thing. So we're more often in transition towards a goal uh, than being in the goal. So if our way to a goal is miserable, we spend most of our life in misery. <laughs> but if we can understand what we actually want from that goal and we can start really making space for that to to happen in an everyday setting, you know, um, then we start spending these transition times in the qualities we're actually thinking we're following. And then the actual outcome becomes secondary because we're already, already living our best life, as they yeah. say. You know, you're already, you're already in there. You're living consciously in this moment uh, and taking responsibility also in providing what you're seeking for yourself in this moment. And what it also does as a last point, it really jazzes up your creativity because you got to really think it's like, how, how possibly can I make myself feel stable right here, right now? What does it mean? Maybe I'm, as I'm, you know, maybe I need to, as I'm, if you listen to this podcast and you're walking outside, maybe you need to take your shoes off. You know, maybe you need to lower your chair. Maybe you need to sit on the floor. Maybe you need to pause the recording or the, the audio and, you know, just, just spend some quiet time with yourself. But it's like, start getting creative with the, the tools and whatever you have access to and think about how can I create an environment that is already fulfilling what I hope a future goal will give me. And that's empowered living. And that's manifestation on a whole different level. Because mm. you're not chasing anything anymore, right? You're not projecting your happiness mm. onto the outside. You're actually creating it right here in this moment. And on that little note, I think it's a beautiful place to wrap <laughs> up on that last little point, as you call it, last little point. Um, so I'd like to thank Bibi, as always, for her time and her energy and presence and thank our listeners for connecting with us. And as always, please do contact us via our social media channels or some of you will have our emails, our websites and let us even share with us your vision for the year, your word for the year. Throw it out there and maybe even share with us some of the practices you're doing. If you wish, we love to hear from you and engage with you. And otherwise, enjoy your week and we will be back. Bye. Bye. We'd like to thank you for listening to the Air School podcast hosted by Rosalie McNally and BB Dalman. If you'd like to find out more about the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram. Or if you'd like to learn more about our individual work, you can check us out on our websites, bbdalman.com and thethirstysoul.com. 